Welcome back to the Divorce Solutions Podcast, everybody. I'm Jamie West from West Pro Mediation and Consulting, along with legal expert extraordinaire, she's a mediator too, <laughs> Tracy Miller from Miller Law in Mediation. We're here in Canada applying our trade, and uh, Tracy, it's, uh, it's the holiday season, and we're going to talk today, not about necessarily the holiday season, but we're going to talk about how to use court time effectively, and during the holiday season... Courts basically shut down except for the most dire emergencies. Law offices are closed. It's hard to get anybody who's an expert professional to talk to you at holiday time. So it's a good time to sit and think about if you're involved in litigation, and we don't want people to be, but if you are, and you know a number of our listeners are, how do you use your court time effectively? Because time is money. We've talked about that on the show. Yeah, I think so. And I think um, it's important for people to know how what the purpose is of the court appearance, how to use your time effectively. You need to get legal advice. Let me preface it with by that. I'm always leery that I think you need to go and talk to your own lawyer. Maybe they've got a strategy figured out. Yeah. But especially people that are self-reps, um, I think there may be a lack of understanding when you go in on how this is going to work. So I thought I could give you like an example of a case conference and just with the clock ticking what you need to know and why you're there. Because if you don't, it's going to be a waste of time. You're going to accomplish nothing and you're going to walk out being really frustrated and thinking the system's a joke and blah, blah, blah. So what's a case conference? First of all, let's review what that is. If sure. people listening, what the hell is she talking about? Well, in an, in, in an Ontario with the family law system we've got here, the first real time you're going to be in front of a judge is a case conference. I mean, there are exceptions if there's something really urgent, whatever, but that's a different day and a different conversation. So the case conference is when the first day you're going to get in front of a judge and um, it's the first appearance. It's designed to, for the most part, make sure that if there's disclosure issues, if somebody um, hasn't produced documents, that's really what the focus of it is. There's a couple of exceptions here and there, but that's the purpose of it. It's right? really to identify what the act, what the issues are, right? What what issues are are going forward and and or or not, or are the issues well, identified in the documents that are submitted ahead of time. I think it's very much depends on how prepared you are and if you know what you're doing, how okay. effectively you can use this time. I mean, there's two, usually two conferences, sometimes there's more, but it's an opportunity to get in front of a judge, it's off the record, um, and it's a really good opportunity to get their opinion on something, and in some narrow cases, get them to make orders, right? But these rules are designed to try and help people facilitate resolution. Um, and if you use them correctly, they can be very helpful. If you don't, yeah, not so much. So, okay, so let me, let me preface this by saying, at least where, you know, I used to do a lot of court work. The case conference is probably about an hour, okay, give or take. And so you get half of that. Let's just assume you're getting half. So you've got about 30 minutes. When you come into the case conference, if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what you're asking for, that 30 minutes is going to go by in a heartbeat and you're probably not going to really effectively do anything. That's for sure. Yeah, right? Like, you know what I mean in terms of oh, yeah. having court appearances and you're sitting there wondering, what the hell do you want? Like, I don't know what you want and I'm sitting in the audience. So how does the judge know what you want? Right, right. So the main rule is you need to put a very sharp point on what you want. You waited for this day for months. You're finally in front of the person who can actually make life-changing decisions in your case. 
don't waste it. So if you're going to get legal, do it before you go to one of these conferences because the judges have specific rules that they have to comply with. So if you're walking into a case conference, don't expect they're deciding your whole case or they're going to give you custody orders or that just means you don't really know why you're there. There's, there's limited ability to make these kind of orders at a conference. So step one is to know why you're there. Step two is to know specifically what you're asking for. So let me give you an example. If I come into that and I support is an issue and I don't know what the guy's income is or the woman's income is on the other side, I know the judge can give me that order at a conference. So if I have it teed up ahead of time saying, I'd like to deal with child support, but this guy won't give me his tax returns or he's given me half a one or it's mm -hmm. redacted or whatever, the judge can make that order, right? They can give that to me at a case conference. So now I've effectively used the time. Um, the other thing you can get is an opinion on something, right? I want, and don't walk in and say, I want custody or I want 50-50, because what does that mean? Like, what does that tell you if I say that to you? Yeah, it means nothing. No. It, I mean, you, can, you know. go ahead. Sorry, Jamie. No, no, it, it, it means it, it's too vague. It's, yeah. it's too vague. And, and you have to, if you've done any kind of pre-preparation for your case conference, you know that that has to be kind of taken apart in layers and, and examined in pretty fine detail um, before a decision uh, can be made. Uh, on that. So that's not something for a 30 minute case conference. Well, and if you want to get an opinion on something, there's seven days in a week. And I've said yeah, this so yeah. many times, there's seven days in a week. What is the schedule you want? When do you pick up? When do you drop off? Put it to me in a one page calendar page or write it out in two paragraphs and hand it to me. So now the judge knows, okay, this is what they they want. Now I know what questions I want to ask before I'm going to give them an opinion. Yes. Right. right? But if you walk in there, okay, now you're at 29 minutes and the judge and you're nervous and the judge is looking at you and going, okay, here's why we're here today. All right, five minutes is gone. So now you're at 18 minutes, 16 minutes left. And you get up there and say, I want custody and I want to say every lousy thing he's ever done. Mm -hmm. It's not why you're there. And now you've probably got about five minutes left before you straighten that out. So what have you accomplished? Like zero. Right. Right. And the court doesn't issue mulligans like they do in golf. Like, you, you know, <laughs> you don't get to go back to the don't get to reset the clock at, at, no. at the time and say, can I go again? Because I I know I didn't manage the time right. But no. can we start the clock again? No, 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 no. No, you're out. That's it. That's your time. See ya. Yeah. And if they'll you know, if you get kicked to another conference state, you're probably oh, months. months, months down the line. So now you blew it. Right. You blew it because you didn't know why you were there. You didn't have really you weren't precise in terms of what you wanted. And by the time you got all rattled because the judge is looking at you going, okay, ma'am, I don't know what you're asking me, or I cannot even make that order today. Now you're really frustrated, flustered. You're getting nothing probably right. by the end of it. So here's, here's the other, I don't know if it's a trick of the trade, but when you file documents, you file them for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. So you know when you file a case conference brief before you do a conference? Yes. Right? So... What you're going to do is before the judge comes in on your day, they've probably got, I don't know, four or five case conferences stacked that they're going to deal with and a bunch of other stuff that day. So your opportunity is you get to file stuff ahead of time that says what you want. Now, here's the one thing. If you're filing 100 pages of stuff, nobody's reading it on a yeah. case conference. Brevity right? is really uh, valuable, isn't it? 
Oh my God. If you have, I mean, they have only so many judicial hours. If you've got five conferences in a day and you get the stuff the day before, you're probably, from what I understand, maybe spending 20 minutes or so, maybe reading it. You know what? I can remember a, a judge in my particular uh, case a few years back um, turning to the uh, the legal representative on the other side and saying, uh, Miss So and So, you filed a 200 page affidavit. Oh my God, yeah. And, and her question to the lawyer was, and how did you think that was going to help me today? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, there you go, right? Um, but when, when you think of it too, if I'm trying to make a decision, and keep in mind, that's what these people do when they're judges they will make a decision and they will give you an opinion, right? Mm -hmm. But before you can do either, A, you have to know specifically what somebody wants. And then once you know what they want, then you know what information you need to make that decision. So for you to get up there and start going on and on and on about your situation and all this stuff, sort of like you see on TV, unfortunately, you go up and say every horrible thing you can think of, which is not a good idea. You haven't even told them what you want. So how do you know what information, if you're the person making the decision, how do you know what information is relevant and what you need to listen to if I don't have a short point on what you want? You don't know. So the case conference stuff you file, the documents you file ahead of time, is your opportunity, A, to say what you want. I've said it a million times, so people don't do it. Here's my parenting schedule that I'd like an opinion on. Here's why I need disclosure, and here's specifically the documents I want. If you put that in the material, and you have some factual information, but you're not filing 100 pages, the judge reads it the day before, they walk in at 10 o'clock and they go, okay, Mr. West, I know what you want. Thank you very much for the material. The best words you can ever hear, I don't need to hear from you right now. Oh yeah, that's right. Right? Uh, yeah, if the court is saying, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't need uh, anything from you at this at, right at the moment, that is, that is great for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, because I mean, it doesn't mean I don't, I don't care what you want. Or they may walk in and say, okay, Mr. West, I've read your stuff. I just want to be clear. Is this what you're asking me for? Okay, thank you. And now they move on to the other side. You know you've done your work, right? Yeah, it's so true. And I got another, and again, I've got another example of that for my own life. Yeah. Where yeah. I was, I was, um, I was before the Ontario Court of Appeal. I was the respondent <laughs> yeah. in an appeal. And yeah. and the three, and it was, you know, it's nerve-wracking. Anybody oh, listening, yeah. you know, we've talked about that on the show before. Listen, and that was done on Zoom. And here's this three-judge three panel sitting at Osgood Hall in Toronto, in, you know, in the appeals court. And a gigantic old courtroom, yeah. Oh, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, so I'm the respondent. So the applicant gets to go first and present their case. And so their legal experts present, you know, doing their thing. And the panel's, the panel's asking some questions. And, and then they turn uh, over to my side and they say, um, you know, we don't, we, we have no questions. We, we have no, there's nothing, we don't need, we don't need anything from you. Um, we'll, we'll be, you know, we'll be back in a moment type of thing. And then they go away. And, and I, I remember turning uh, to my uh, legal expert and saying, feeling terrible about that, thinking, mm, no. I've got to have my day, right? I've got to have my voice heard. Not paid by the word. Right. And the guy says to me and the, the, the lawyer says to me, I said, what does this mean? And the lawyer says, it means lots of good things. <laughs> it, 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 it's a very good thing that this happened. <laughs> oh, you know? yeah, so there you I go mean, to your point. 
Yeah, I did the Court of Appeal a few times, and there was once I was there, and you just spent hours and hours and hours on the material, and when we walked in and said, okay, Miss Miller, I needed to hear from you on one point, and I thought, woof. <laughs> you were uh, relieved. Oh, yeah, and, and it, you know, it's the same type of thing when you file material, even on a conference. If you right. have it specifically set out, you know, what order do you want? If you have it specifically set out, and the judge at the end goes, okay, order to go, same as you have set out in paragraph six of your brief, see you later, next. Perfect perfect right well and th so it's really it's great that that you're pointing this out to to our audience today because i think that may be the most valuable information that we've ever handed over to our loyal audience here at divorce solutions um and making the case and i know as we go down the road and further podcasts we'll keep underlining this but being being organized and being prepared and being properly documented and oh yeah and all of that all of those dotting eyes and crossing T things in it in advance of that sitting down in a courtroom in front of a judge or in a conference room with a judge, whatever, that is the meat and potatoes of sort of getting what it is you would like the court to give you. And if you don't do that, you've just probably lowered your chances of getting what you want, I'm going to say by at least 80%. Well, and I think it's, you can see, you can see judges that they're just frustrated, shaking their head, thinking, and I, I kind of wonder because there's such a shortage of judicial resources and judicial hours, and they know it, and they've got a ton of work to do, and you walk in, and you're sloppy, and you're unprepared, and you're kind of, kind of rambling, why wouldn't you be frustrated with somebody like that, right? Like, you know, you, you got to know why you're there, and the other thing is, don't try and figure it out a quarter to 10, right? And I've seen enough lawyers try and do it, but for people that even aren't used to the system, don't do that to yourself. Know what you're doing before you file that material. You need to be crystal clear on what you want and why you should get it. Because mm -hmm. if you're going to try and do it a quarter to 10 and maybe have a judge at the end of the day that's already had some nonsense with a bunch of people already, and now you're up, it, it takes a certain amount of decor or composure to be able to deal with that. We're talking mostly here, as we said at the beginning, about self-represented yeah. individuals, people mm -hmm. who are, are not represented by lawyers in the court. How, but here's the thing. Um, you know, there, there, are, there are great lawyers, there are good lawyers, there are mediocre lawyers, there are lousy lawyers. There, yep. there, and, and so that can, that can play into it as well. I, my firm belief is that you know, if the court, and this is a philosophical discussion probably for another podcast and, and we can get into it, but I, I'm not so sure that allowing people to be self-represented in our system is the best thing because it steals time um, yeah. because they're not lawyers. And if you really, and if our pursuit is for justice, then we should have people, whether you can afford to pay for your own or have it there everybody should have some kind of representation in in my view and i don't know what's more expensive giving everybody representation because you got to pay people to do that to represent or the type of waste of time and backlog and ineffectiveness of our system as it stands today simply because of the things we're talking about on this show today yeah. you know i don't yeah, because, know because because it's not um it's not easy, right? I mean, you look at the support, um, uh, you look at the SAGs, you look at the Spousal Support Advisory Guidelines, and if you want to read that start to finish, I'll bet you it's three inches thick. 
Yeah. Or you, or you look at the family law rules and all the rules that really dictate what can be done and when it can be done in the court system, and they're all there for a, a reason. You know, um, the, all the stuff that underlies this, and you walk in, and you've got no information, no background on any of this. The judge isn't giving you legal, right? That is just not their role oh, for, yeah, some, no. for some really obvious reasons. You just don't, you don't know what you're doing, right? And it puts you at a disadvantage, I think, for sure. But yeah. And I think, yeah. and I, and I think that there are, you know, people like we talk about it all the time. This is this is the most one of the most stressful things you'll ever deal with in your life. Um, you know, it's 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 not fun. And so you get somebody who's a self-rep who is struggling emotionally, is struggling financially, and maybe even struggling intellectually. Um, yeah. We don't all learn the same. We don't all absorb information the same way. Um, they get in there. They're, they're at a big uh, disadvantage. And I, as I said, this is a longer, um, uh, you know, deeper philosophical discussion. But um, it ties to the, the advice you're giving today. Well, the, the cautionary tale you're telling today is a very important one because this system is not getting less backlogged in the next and, few years. It's, and I, and I yeah. think pe- people also need to understand you can hire lawyers on limited term retainers, right? You can hire somebody just to draft the material or you can hire somebody to draft the material and draft a an order for me, a draft order that I can hand up to the judge or to explain to you what the process is going to be that day. Right, right. Yeah, you can, yeah exactly. You can, you can hire people just to do that kind of paperwork so there's precision to the paperwork and you're doing the judge a favor because it's clear what you want and they can actually give you that order. So, and you want to walk in and do it yourself that day, you know, go ahead and that's fine. But you're going to go in with an understanding of what you can get and why you should get it. And it's already going to be in written form before the judge, oh, before they ever walk in. And don't, and that's, and that's great. And, and again, um, it's probably advisable to have an expert draft your documents because before this stuff even gets to a judge, it goes through the court office. Yeah, so so you, you have to submit it to the court office, which is another set of eyes. And, and if, there's an I not dotted or a T not crossed there. They can refuse to accept your your document. They can say, no, we can't accept this. You've got to go back and, and change it. So there's another half day off work. Well, yeah, exactly, right? Or if you don't get it filed in time, they can't take it late. And the worst case yeah, scenario you is you can't get it filed. So you have to walk in and kind of beg and plead when you walk in that day and hand it to a judge. So now what you're expecting is the judge who you want to try and see if you can hand something to which they don't want to do because it puts the other side at a disadvantage. But you're also, if you think about it, these people are just people. I want you to hand all this stuff up to you. And in the next two minutes, I'd like you to read it and make a life changing decision for my kids. Like, come on. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just, yeah, it, it's, you, you got to appreciate well, the significance of the decisions they're making. Absolutely. And, and when you, whenever you ask somebody to make a decision hastily, there's yeah. a very good chance that it won't be a very good decision. And I think any time you're in front of any decision maker, your work is done way before you ever show up, or at least it should be, right? Yeah, very good. Um, All right, Um, I'm going to let you read uh, the disclaimer today, and then we'll give out some contact information. Oh, yeah, so we shortened it up, right? Yeah, Yeah, brevity, we're taking taking our own advice here. Yeah, Yeah, I know, that's what I thought this morning. I thought, my God, we got to practice what we preach here and shorten this thing up. So, all right, here's the legal language that you need to know. 
This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended to provide you with legal, accounting, counseling, or therapeutic advice. Every case is different. You need to get your advice from your own lawyer, accountant, and therapist who knows the particular facts of your situation. Very good. uh, Very good information. And uh, Tracy, how do people get a hold of you if they'd like to make contact? It's Miller Law and Mediation. You can find the website and to email me, it's Tracy at Miller-Law.ca. All right. And you can email me, jwest at westpromediation.com. And you can look me up on the World Wide Web too at uh, westpromediation.com. And uh, yeah, I encourage you to visit Tracy's website, visit my website. And uh, if there's anything that we can do to help you, by all means, reach out and uh, make contact. Uh, Really enjoyed this chat today, Tracy. Look forward to the next one. Have a great day. Yep, you too. Take care.